What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Shay, coming back at y'all with another episode of the Emmaus Proposition. Yo, it's good to be back with y'all, man. I took last week off, man. I was feeling a little bit under the weather. Actually, leading up to last week, man, for like the, the month leading up to that, I was, just, I was having a, a rough time, man. Wasn't sleeping, wasn't really eating all that well, and uh, your boy ran out of steam, man, and so... Had to bounce back, had to get some rest, but y'all, I'm back. Ready to chop it up with y'all, man. I hope everybody's doing good, man. And uh, by the by, the grace and the mercy of the Lord, man, I hope God is manifesting itself in y'all's life, man. And and y'all just praising God to the fullest, man. I, I, hope, I hope Jesus has been walking with you every step of the way, man, tangibly. Like you can feel it, you know what I'm saying? But yo, I'm back with another episode. And since it's February, I wanted to chop it up with y'all about Black History Month. So as I get ready to start talking about this, man, more than likely, I'm going to get myself into a little bit of trouble. But but that's okay. Actually, that's the, that's the benefit of living in a country like we do where your, your opinion and what you have to say, man, like you could just you could just let it ride man and and not every not every thought has to be monolithic not everybody has to think the same thoughts man like you can be an individual and you can you can express this stuff man especially especially as we start talking about the purpose of the Emmaus proposition man yo we're here to rep Christ man and so I'm not here to to ruffle feathers I'm not here to to tickle ears I'm here to 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 put Christ in his proper spot as the preeminent. Everything we do, man, everything we do is about Jesus. Everything comes from him, goes to him, passes through him. He holds all things together. It's all about Jesus over here at the Emmaus Proposition. So as we are as we are chopping it up about Black History Month, man, I just kind of want to I want to bring it into perspective a little bit because you know, I think last time I jumped on, I was talking about how I went to a MLK gala and was listening to some of the speakers, man. And we have, man, we have this thing in the black community where it has it has become a part of our collective identity that we are a disenfranchised people. I don't know. I don't know how it became so ingrained. Um, not, not to say that stuff hasn't happened in the past. Yo, black folks went through some trauma in this country, man. And there was, there was a long time where, where every, for every five steps forward, there were 20 steps back. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just, it was just always something going on. Always somebody like trying to rip the floor out from under you or disregarding who you are and your personhood, counting you as less than a person selling you off like cattle, all this other kind of stuff, man. I'm not trying to say black folks ain't go through stuff, man. It, that would be silly for me for me to say that. But in the same token, when you allow something like that to be, be to become a part of your identity, when it when it's a part of who you are in your personhood, now you're trying to operate out of a place of trauma. Now now you take your trauma, something that's negative, 
and you try to build on something that's negative, like you try to build positively towards something that's negative. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way, man. Like any good therapist is going to say, yo, you need to heal the negative before you can step forward into the positive. You, you at least need to get the, the cracks, the foundation filled in a little bit before you start trying to move forward. If you just, if you just open yourself up to trauma and you just keep re-traumatizing yourself or as the world happens around you, everything is viewed through that traumatic lens, you're not, you're not healthy enough to move forward. So as I was listening to the speakers at the Gala Man and they're, you know, they're doing their thing. And at the same time that they're trying to encourage people to do something positive, they keep bringing up the negative. And it's just like, man, how, man, how are we going to grow if we keep trying to re-traumatize people? And so I got to thinking about that, man. I was, I've been thinking about this all week, like what to talk about. And obviously, yo, I'm just I just come off the dome when I when I come with these conversations. And so I might say some stuff that I don't necessarily mean. Um, but what I'm going to do, what I'm going to make sure I do at the end of this, man, I'm going to just point to Jesus, man, because he is the solution to all these problems. So Black History Month, I got to thinking about it. Yo, the, the black community has always been split on how to move forward in the situation that we find ourselves in, right? So back in the early days, you have folks like Booker T. Washington and W.B. DeBose, right? Got these two black men standing strong, both of them highly educated people, go off to college, do, do very well academically, right? And, and both of them would say, yo, the solution to some of the ills in the black community is education. Like the more we can educate ourselves, the more we, uh, the more opportunities we have to get over the plight we find ourselves in, right? The biggest difference between these two men was Booker T. Washington had this thought where he was like, yo, we just need to put our heads down and grind it out. Don't, don't worry about trying to seek equality and all this other kind of stuff. Just, yo, just grind it out. Put your head down, grind it out, uh, build wealth, like stack it, and and we'll get ourselves through this kind of thing, right? W.B. DeBose, his one of his contemporaries, was like, "Yo, no, forget that. We got to we got to get in here, and we need to we need to tell people where where we are. Like we need, we need to fight for what we got. If they won't let you in that school, you go get in that school. You you protest like you. He was more of a he was more of a go-getter, right? And as opposed to these two men coming together and saying, yo, maybe maybe we take our two ideas and maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Or maybe maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe we need some folks that are grinding it out over here as opposed to that are, are doing some activist work over here. But both we're both building toward the same toward the same goal. And man, instead of that, man. I don't know where this comes from. I don't know where this comes from. But within, like, embedded within the black community, there's like, if this group is doing this thing, if this group over here is not doing the same thing, then they got beef. Like, and it, it goes back far, man. Like, even, even in the slave days, you had um, the house Negroes were against the black Negroes and all that kind of language, right? 
I'm not trying to be crass with it. I'm just saying like that stuff that stuff is like deeply ingrained and it and it's a traumatic situation. It's not and not realizing like even back then, you know, that just because uh the black folks that were inside the house inside the big house, that don't mean their life was better, man. They 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 had their own trauma that they were going through and own like pressures and everything else that they were going through in the house different from what was going on out in the field. I'm not saying one was like worse than the other one though. Like the trauma is the trauma. But you got these people that come along like, no, this trauma is worse than this trauma over here. And, and how dare you take the side of blah, 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 blah. Right. And they get to, they get to yip yipping and, and all this other kind of stuff. And what it does, it just causes this divide where you're just spinning your wheels like you just you're just treading water you, you're not really moving forward so wd wb debose and booker t washington as people came up against these two characters it was like you had to pick a side and and one side demonized the other side and, and it's just it's just a hot mess man move forward a little bit in time you got um you got malcolm and Dr. King, right? Malcolm, Malcolm and Martin. And you got these two men, um, theologically completely different, right? Both of them got their different views of who God is and and different different outlooks on life and what, what that kind of stuff should look like, right? Like Dr. King, obviously, he, he idolized like, uh, like a Gandhi figure where it was uh, strength through peace and like if if you need if you need social change it's best to do so in a in an orderly fashion right that was that was that was his gig malcolm was like yo forget that uh we have laws and i'm allowed to carry a weapon and we're going to get this by any means necessary you want to you want to come and and take what i got you're going to have to go through some you're going to have to go through some raining <laughs> if you know what i'm talking about to to come take what i got and so both of these men like as again, as opposed to the community coming together and say, not that it's either or, but it's it's both and. Like we we definitely need times and situations where it calls for peace. But yo, we we need these times and situations where we need to arm and defend ourselves. And instead of instead of like coming together, once again, the black community just kind of pits itself against each other. And the Bible talks about yo, a house divided can't stand. So they got beef and they go back and forth and they do all this stuff, right? And then like, I was thinking about it, like even today, you know, that was back in like the sixties or so. Even today we got this, we got this divide that's going on where we have, we find ourselves in the middle of somebody else's argument. So black folks like for the most part have voted, uh, voted blue for a long time, right? But now you got this these, this wave of black folks that are like, yo, voting blue has gotten us nowhere. We're we're gonna go vote over on this side, and we're gonna take all of our, all the stuff that we saw before. Um, it's not, it's not that it's untrue. It's just not the fullness of the story. So we're gonna go over here, and these folks are actually offering a better solution over here, right? And you got folks like. Thomas Sowell, Candace Owens, Officer Tatum, uh, the conservative twins. You got all these people on this side over here that are 
and, and there's more. There, there's a lot more. I just I'm drawing a blank right this second. But you got all these folks that are that are leaving the leaving the party of their youth behind and and clinging on to something different, something new. And once again, there's like this beef, man, and it's it makes it to where you almost can't even have a conversation with folks anymore. Like the the two are so diametrically opposed to one another, like simple conversations where it, se- it would seem like you could just make common sense arguments, get brought into like this emotionalism where it's like, well, you're stupid or you're, you're this name, you're, you're a coon, you're this Uncle Tom, like you're, you're all this stuff. And on the other side, oh, you just, you still living on the plantation or you need to like realize that they're you're being lied to how could you be so stupid and both sides are just kind of arguing at each other as opposed to it's either it, it's not it's not either or it's it's either both and or it's we need to go in a different direction altogether right that like but we can't even get to those kind of conversations because like we brought in this emotionalism where like if we're not if we're not thinking monolithically with each other, then we get, then we get to name calling and, and we're this and we're that and all this other kind of stuff, man. It's just, it's just so unfortunate, man, that we have a, we have a lot of problems that are going on, especially like in the black community. You know, we got a lot of problems going on in America, period. But since we're in black history month, that's what I'm talking about. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on in the black community, man. And because we can't even talk about it because because if you bring up an alternative viewpoint or, or an alternative way of looking at a particular situation, you just get you just get blasted and and demonized and shot down. And it's not it's not logical thinking, it's emotional thinking. It's emotional language. It's name calling and putting down and all this other kind of stuff. And it's not helpful. It's not helpful to anybody because now. Not only is there a push for black folks to think monolithically, there's also a push for them to think um, just in this this bilateral mind frame where stuff is either black or white. So it's it's not that, um, and somebody else is always the perpetrator. That the onus is never really on us. It's always somebody else's fault, right? It's always like. We're constantly getting fed like the stuff like yo, it's white supremacy. It's uh, even if it's black folks doing to other black folks, that's that's white supremacy. And uh, you're just you're just a self-hating such and such. And there's all this stuff, man, where you can't even have like like logical conversations with people. And I don't think that's what I don't think this is what these these history of these people fought for, man. Like I don't I don't think that's what they. They they stood in line to protest for. I don't think it's what they were sitting at lunch counters to protest. I don't I don't think it's why people didn't stand up and give up their bus seats and go to the back of the bus. I don't think it's why people clung to their faith as they're getting whipped and their families torn apart. All this all this like this infighting and division. It just it just keeps the house divided, and and the house divided, like I said, it can't stand. 
So Black History Month, though I appreciate it, man. I actually, I actually like what some some folks like like a Morgan Freeman would have to say about it. Like, yo, I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. Not that I, not that I think the contribution of Black folks is less than. But it's but it's our history. We're we're in this together. It's not that we should have the American national anthem and then a whole separate national anthem for black folks. We're one. We're in this together. It's a it's it's the United States. You know what I mean? Like those kind of conversations uh I think are I think are needed, man. Folks like like a Denzel Washington, man. Not that these people are like not that I look to them as leaders, but they just offer like an alternative perspective that's what what's being like screamed at for some of these other places. They're like, no, hard work. Don't blame somebody else for your for your uh for your missteps and for your setbacks. Go try. If you fail, good. Go try again. Keep trying until you succeed. Keep pressing, keep working, work hard. Don't worry about what roadblocks you got in your way. Take that roadblock and turn it into an opportunity. And we look at some of these other like immigrants that come into the country, man, like folks folks from like Kenya or folks from um from Ethiopia, folks from Nigeria. They come here and they're like highly successful. And it's a it's a cultural thing, man. Like like Thomas Sowell, man, I I, I love listening to to his to his stuff to his quotes and books and stuff because he's looking at he's looking at life through this lens where it's no there's there's problems yes black folks are are the chips are stacked against them absolutely but at a certain at a certain point it's what you value it's it's what it's what you hold your culture to be do you want a culture of success? It probably means you can't stay where you're at. You're, you're going to have to move and go somewhere else. And yes, you're going to struggle. Yes, it's going to be hard. But that, if that's what it takes to succeed, you're going to have to go. That's what folks from other countries, they're like, yo, I got to leave my family behind. I can't. I'm going to go and I'm going I'm to go with nothing. I'm going to go sleep on folks' couch. I'm going to go, but I'm going to go study. I'm going to go work my tail off. I'm going to go work these three jobs. And I'm gonna do it until I succeed. And there's a lot of there's a lot of black folks in the, in the community, man, that are like, nah, this person is holding me down, and this white supremacy is holding me down, and there's all this stuff, man. I'm just like, yo, we don't we don't need all that. We need we need folks telling us, yo, you can do it. Go work. Go go try harder than everybody else. Oh, you got you got to work 5 times harder than the person that's beside you. Good. Put forth the effort. Let that be the badge of honor. What's what is wrong? That's not a negative thing. Go out work everybody else. That should that should be what people are doing. The fact that somebody else is even if it was true, somebody else is getting the same amount of success as you that's putting in all the extra work. So, go keep working. Do do you. If you see something that needs to be changed and your voice needs to be heard, yo, go protest. Do both. Work hard and then, and then go protest. That way that way there's nothing that's coming against you, man. Like you're you're hitting the, the problem from both sides, you know what I'm saying?
we need we need voices like that. We don't need the voices that are saying like um, you're so oppressed and you've been bogged down for so long and, and look at what they're taking from you and look at what they're saying about you. No matter what people are saying about you, you go out and work them. That's that's what we need, man. At least at least from my view. You know what I'm saying? Like there's gonna be a lot of people that listen to this and they're gonna disagree and that's fine. That's whatever, man. Like and and those are the type of people that actually don't want to see people succeed. Because anybody that's successful will tell you, yo, you gotta put in the effort. You gotta go work for it. You wanna make it to the to the NFL? Ain't nobody gonna hand it to you. There's a ton, there's there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that are trying to get the same spot you're trying to get. You gotta go outwork them. You gotta be the one in a million. You wanna make it to the NBA? You gotta go work. You gotta go want it more than anybody else. It don't matter if you gotta work harder. As a matter of fact, once you work harder, once you get into the league, that's actually going to make you one of the greatest. I love the I love the conversation. Me and some boys of mine, uh, actually, I'm, I'm more listening to their conversation, but they're having the conversation like who's the who's the greatest NBA player, right? Because you know LeBron just broke the score record, and and so that you know that sparks the sparks the conversations all over again. Who's the greatest and one person is talking about, yeah, MJ is the greatest because, you know, whatever attributes he has, right? No, LeBron is the greatest. And, and there's all these attributes. Actually, Kobe. I like Kobe because he conducted himself this way. And there's all kinds of conversations, right? One thing that all those dudes have in common, they worked for it. Ain't, ain't nobody hand them nothing. Ain't, they didn't listen to anybody tell them they, that they couldn't do it. They went out and they got it. Any roadblock that was in their way, they overcame it. They didn't sit around listening to people, all the naysayers. And naysayers from inside their community and outside their community, they ain't listened to none of that. They went and they worked hard for it, and they went and achieved it. And, that's, and I think that's what it takes, man. And, you know, the response is, is something like, well, you got to understand that because of, because of what people have gone through, there's generational trauma that needs to be overcome. And when you have that generational trauma, this, this generational trauma leads to this kind of mindset. This kind of mindset leads to this kind of mindset. This kind of mindset leads you to a place where you're operating at a deficiency. And so when you're operating at a deficiency, you can't help but do the things you do. We gotta break that chain. Yes, yes, trauma happened. Yes, a lot of trauma is generational trauma, absolutely. But black folks ain't never going to succeed if they keep hanging on the generational trauma. You got to be the one to break it. If that means changing your environment, yo, go change your environment. Go change your culture. Go change who you hang around. Hang around people that are successful. Hang around people that have made it. I heard somebody say one time, and typically, people don't become millionaires by hanging out with not millionaires. People become millionaires by hanging out with millionaires because it's a mindset change. You understand the difference between money and wealth. You understand how to invest. You understand how to move with certain people in certain situations. Like you, there, There's a whole cultural mindset that comes with being rich that unless you engross yourself into that culture, you, you, typically, won't, you typically won't reach it. 
you, you have to you have to change. And there's a difference, like even in money, right? There's a difference between being a millionaire and a billionaire. And if you want to be a billionaire, you can't hang out with millionaires no more. You move with a different crowd as you go. I think about like Jay-Z, yo. Jay-Z ain't doing the same stuff that he used to do. Maybe he is. I ain't going to speak for him, man. I actually might just edit that part out. No, I'll keep it. It's whatever. People move. Like, you You make moves. You make moves to be around people that are trying to bring you the level of success you want to attain. So if you want to attain being the, the best in your sport, you don't hang out with the cats that, that are that are not trying to be the best. You know, they out, they out doing some other stuff. They out doing some other extracurricular activities. You don't hang around with them. You hang around with the cats that are on their game. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're out there five in the morning running the streets, getting up their cardio. They're, they're in the weight room, like boom, 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 pumping it out, right? They're, they're, do, they're getting extra reps. They're getting extra catches. They're getting extra throws. Like, they're, they're on their grind. And if we want to continue to be successful, man, in this trajectory that we're in, one, yo, this is, this is like the first generation, I think, in my opinion. It's the first generation where I think we've had space to have this kind of conversation. We have black millionaires. We have black billionaires. And so, like, the dream that Dr. King had of little white boys and little white girls sitting down having a meal with little black boys and little black girls, that, that stuff is, is coming to fruition, man. Like, as, as people are starting to share the table together, we, we can't continue to say, but, but, I'm, but I'm still living in this trauma. That's, that's not how we continue to succeed, man. Like, we got we to gotta press forward. We got to press on. And, like, I agree with Booker T. Washington, man. There, there's a certain point where you got you to gotta put your head down and you got to grind it out. And you got to build wealth inch by inch. That's the grind. I agree with W.E.B. the boast, man. Like, there's, there's, some, there's some glass ceilings that need to be, like, broken out that still exist, that we just need to break them down. And, and that's okay. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But it's not, it's not an either-or. It's a both-and. You know, I agree with uh, Martin. The bullet is not always the answer. Violence is not always the answer. I agree with Malcolm, man. There's some times where you got to stand your ground, like as a man. And you say, I won't, I won't go another step. Yo, I agree with, I agree with a lot of what the, the current conservative folks have to say, man. In a certain way, I think they fall short, though. Uh, there's, almost, there's almost like too, too hard of a push to get folks out of that out of that Democratic Party, man. Because, yo, the Democratic Party is not doing anything for black people at all. And there's almost too hard of a push, like too fast. And um, folks, folks are starting to see it. Folks are starting to get to the point where they're like, yo, I, we need something else. This ain't, this ain't working. And I think it's getting there. Um, black History Month. I, th I think it's I think it's a time to have these kind of hard conversations. I think it's a time when, so yo, I grew up when I grew up, 
in South Carolina, right? So South Carolina, it just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's the South. So you still have a lot of you still got a lot of attitudes back there that are just they're just backwards, right? And I remember growing up in church and you know, we would do the black history thing. And I remember seeing like cuz we would put like pictures and profiles up through the sanctuary and stuff like that so people can the kids can learn about the history and stuff. And I remember thinking like I am not interested in this. And that's, you know, maybe that's my fault on my end where you know, just not taking not not taking the seriousness of it into account as a young man, you know what I'm saying? I could def I could definitely own that as a young dude, you just don't understand the significance of it. But now as I'm now as I'm older, I understand, I understand on one hand I understand the significance of it, but on the other hand, it's like but we're not but we're not learning the lessons that they were trying to teach. We're taking their trauma and try to make it our own. They li- they lived the trauma. We don't have to live the trauma they went through. The stuff that the stuff that we can learn is hard work. The stuff that we can learn is ingenuity. Stuff we can learn is culture and, and education and, and getting our minds right. Like there's a ton of people that they're just living for the here and now and they're not they're not living to make themselves and their community better. And when I say make their community better, I don't mean like I don't mean giving people stuff. I mean teaching people how to fish so they can go fish for themselves. Like that's that's building that's building people up. That's not just doing for them. That's a, and that's a biblical principle, right? Like we don't just do for people on a on a on a consistent basis. Are there times when we need to take care of widows and orphans? Yes and amen. That's that's not my point. As the Bible say, if you don't work, then you don't eat. Yes and amen. We need both. Both are necessary. Both both things happen in life, and we have to we have to respond accordingly. But the lessons that we learn from the past. Those are the ones we have to learn. Like we got to learn the value of hard work and what it takes. We got to learn that, yo, how history repeats itself. Like we got to look at it, not only like zoomed in and, and try to learn all these, all these like micro lessons, but we also need to zoom out and learn these meta lessons too. Like we need to learn the lesson that when you devalue a human life, when you make it less than any life. When you, when you make it not worthy, when you make it less than what God has intended it to be, it has devastating effects. Slavery came about because the, the warring tribes in Africa were, were selling people off. They were selling them off to people in the Middle East, to Europe, eventually to America, right there within Africa. Like, they were... They were they were busting out slaves, shipping out slaves, I should probably say, everywhere, all over the world, like millions of people. They, they were devaluing human life. And it was a dark time in history, man. And it wasn't just Africans that were uh, shipping people off. And that's the, that's the history we got to learn, right? Like slavery, slavery wasn't just a, a black folks thing. Europeans were enslaving people. Uh, Asian folks were enslaving people. Africans were enslaving. Natives were enslaved. Like every, everybody was like, they were horrible to each other. And and the response is, well, black folks had it especially hard. Man, you learn learn the history, learn the history of what you of what you're saying. These people were treated terribly. And and it's not a, a tit for tat thing. 
slavery was was terrible and it's not it's not just a part of our history it's a, it's a part of human history that we should all be ashamed of and it, and as one we should probably learn from the mistakes of the past stop devaluing human life and march forward toward the future man so issues like abortion in the black community yo we got to talk about during black history month we got to talk about what that looks like that we're still only 14% of the population because of because of alternative lifestyles and because we're killing off our children we're not moving forward and we don't we don't talk about that kind of stuff man we we talk about all the greats that did this thing and the, it was the first to do this thing and they broke through this glass ceiling and that glass ceiling and I saw I saw a black history tidbit the other day where uh, I forget the lady's name but she was the first first black aviator first black female aviator flying all over the world and you know she didn't she didn't get there by letting let stuff get in her way man she strove for it she didn't listen to the naysayers she didn't rely on what was in her way i i've i've spent time with the, the tuskegee airmen got getting to have lunch with them and stuff like that yo they didn't they didn't let stuff get in their way and they were they were being actively actively worked against and they didn't let that get in their way man they, they when they were ready they when when the when the nation needed them they were ready and they proved themselves to be the best probably because they had to strive and do more just to be counted as equal but when they actually got in the game they proved themselves to be more than adequate they proved themselves to be excellent and that's what happens man like we get we get so caught up in well i got to i got to do such and such to just to be proven as equal no god is allowing you to do extra so that when you get in the game you can you can excel it's a mindset change and that's the kind of stuff I, th- I feel like we need to talk about during Black History Month, man. Not, not just harping on all the stuff that went wrong and all the trauma. Not just talking about like the great inventions that people went through, but learning, learning the meta history, learning, learning like the the deeper truths about hard work and and building up the community and stuff like that. It's a deep one, man. It's a deep conversation. And here's the thing. As we think about this Emmaus proposition, as we think about how Christ said that um, the entire narrative of the Old Testament was actually about him, and we and we extend that road out and say actually all of history is really about Christ. As we look at Black History Month and Jesus and the Bible comes through and says, "Yo, there's no longer Jew nor Greek or or slave or free or or male or." or woman, but all are one in Christ. As Jesus is describing that, he's saying, yo, don't get caught up in in useless genealogies. As we look at the the Jesus' own genealogy, it had all kind of mess and trauma inside of it. And and those are are some of the things, man, where there's, there's, there's certain stuff that'll keep us locked into the past. And then outside forces come in. They're like, "Yeah, you, you should, uh, you need to be upset about this." And 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 aren't these people holding you down? And don't you don't you shouldn't you reconsider this? And 
Isn't this these other people's fault? Yo, man. Jesus said there's, there's no longer these divisions that keep us at bay from one another. Jesus is making the case that in Christ, all are one. As we look at the throne, as we get to Revelation 7, and we see the throne of Christ, and, and the church is around the throne of Christ, and John can audibly see the distinguishing factors of the people that are around the throne, because he says, every tribe, tongue, and nation. So he can hear the differences. He can hear the, the dialect differences. All are surrounding the throne. All are crying out. Differences in tribe and tongue. But all crying out the same phrase. Worthy is the Lamb. Jesus has to be our central point. The cross is the place where racism goes to die. Once we get to the cross, whether, whether, we, whether we see it now and we need to rely on it, whether people in the past were looking forward to it, as, as, we, as we live in these times and we got all these conversations about um, black power, white supremacy, and Asian hate, and all this other kind of stuff, all, all, man, all the stuff that's going on right now, it all goes back to the cross where it goes to die. Christ nailed it to the cross. And if we don't leave it there, if we go back to pick it up, and we pick it up under our own strength, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to crush us. It's going to crush all of us. We can't, we can't sustain it, man. That has to be the place where sin goes to die. And those things are a sin. Whether it's, whether it's internal, where we're, we're hating on other people that are, that are having these different solutions that we don't like, so we need to demonize them, that sin needs to go to the cross and die. If it's from the outside and people are having these attitudes where they're, they're saying, you're less than, or I think you're greater than me, so I'm going to treat you a certain way, it needs to go, it needs to go back to the cross. It needs to go and die. All, all of it needs to go back to the cross and die, man. And as Jesus was explaining to his disciples, that he is the reason, he is the explanation for it all. As, as we are in Black History Month, the conversation needs to start and end on worthy is the lamb. That's my two cents. I'm going to wrap it up there, man. Um, whew, so much more to say. I'm curious how folks are going to receive this. It's all good if y'all disagree, man. It's just... Some of my thoughts off the top of the dome. I, and I'm, I'm open to changing my mind, but one thing I won't change my mind about, man, Jesus is, Jesus is the answer. And uh, there, there's no other system that's going to offer us what we, where we actually need to press forward. We need Jesus. So hopefully y'all doing well, man. Hopefully y'all enjoyed the conversation. Yo, hit me up in the email if y'all want to talk about it. If you want to come through, if we want to jump on a chat or something like that, yo, let's let's chop it up. Let's get this thing popping, man. Coming up on a year of doing this thing, I'm feeling good, man. Love y'all. Hope everybody's doing well. And yo, until next time, grace and peace. <laughs>